Let's welcome everybody in to the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. This is the national edition. We are live on Sportsnet, Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver, and Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. This hour of Real Kipper and Bourne brought to you by Bet365. The Edmonton Oilers agreed to terms with Corey Perry on a contract for the remainder of the season. Lots of talk, lots, lots of speculation. Not so much if Corey, guys, was going to come back, but when and where. Mm-hmm. Your first thoughts, I'll start with you, JB, on this getting done, I suppose, this early off of mm-hmm. the trade deadline date of, what, March 8th? You know, my, my first thoughts are just, I think it's really strange how it's all being covered and handled. Um, you know, that... He did something so egregious in Chicago that they terminated a $4 million contract. And, you know, here we are, whatever it is, eight weeks later, new team signs them. And they don't have to say anything about why. Fans are just supposed to be like, okay. You know, like, it's all... That team didn't want him there because of the way he was comporting himself. So I just think it's fair to ask questions like, why is it not important to know a little bit about what happened? Are you, Jesus. are you under yeah, the, uh, Sammy, you think everybody feels that way? Or there's some people that say this is a private matter and uh, it's none of our business. I think it probably comes down to what market you're in. If you're in Edmonton today, you're yeah. probably making the argument that it's not our business. Right to you know? privacy and all that. Yeah. He's a public figure though, right? Yeah. I mean, no, no, that's, not... but I think probably people in other markets are making different things when rightfully so. Like, you know, I said in our hour before that, be lying to you if part of me wasn't upset that he's not on the Leafs because of just very clear needs for the Leafs, very clear fit there in mm-hmm. terms of on-ice stuff. But watching the press conference today, and we'll get a couple clips, I don't, I don't know. It just feels fast. Yeah. Feels fast to me. Okay. And what about you? Let's, let, let's get a uh, Corey Perry. He okay. met the media today after practice mm-hmm. along with general manager, president, uh, or I'm sorry, president, uh, of hockey operations, uh, Ken Holland. Let's listen to Corey Perry today. Or you'd mentioned in your original statement back in November how you were, you know, looking to get help for mental health and some substance abuse counselors. Um, what do you say to the people out there? Because lots of people maybe are going through similar stuff like that. Uh, what advice to give them? What did you learn about yourself during the last few months in regards to that? Um, you know, this whole situation is not easy. Um, but if you do have a problem, get help. Seek out. Um, you know, there's, there's no shame in it. It's just, if you need the help, go find it and, uh, and, and treat yourself. I mean, when I, when I get up in the, in the morning every day now, it's, I can look, uh, I can look myself in the mirror and be happy about myself and and where I'm going and, uh, and be proud of, of what I've done over, over the last two months. Would you like more clarity to what he exactly is was going through is that what you're feeling like that you needed a little bit more well explaining i guess the question is does it is there a line that's too far for anyone like does it matter what he did at all or is it just like you know it doesn't matter my my presumption is most people would say well, of course it matters you can't do do everything and so i think it's interesting that later and i don't know if we have this clip or not but like ken holland was asked what do you know about it? Yeah, you want the clip? Do you want to? Yeah, you know, let's get, go. Get the clip? Let's hear the Ken Holland on that. 
do you feel like you know everything that happened in Chicago and from a hockey from an off ice perspective why that uh, why are you comfortable bringing him in in that sense well I do I know every detail no but I have talked to Kyle Davidson um, who obviously is a manager of that team um, again I'm like I, I I can't tell you exactly what we said because I told him I can't tell him tell you exactly. But but based upon my conversation with Kyle Davidson, my conversations with Bill Daly, my conversations with Corey, what Corey has done over the last two months to uh, to get help, um, and we've talked to some other people. Uh, ultimately, led us to making this decision to uh, to be here today. So if you know Corey Perry really. He was in a tough spot and he needed help. I think it's really awesome that he got help. I obviously went through that myself and I've got uh, all the sympathy in the world for what he's been through. It's a really tough time right after it. Come out of treatment, trying to find who you are again. You know, having been someone who went out and partied with the boys, presumably he's not doing that anymore. You know, it's a, it's a turning point moment. So all the sympathy in the world for him. And I'm not saying he can't play and shouldn't play. That's not my point at all. It's that for an individual organization to say that we're the team that's going to take on what he did in the past. We are not condoning it, but accepting of it or whatever. I just think that, you know, I need a little better than we don't know everything. We asked the GM of the team that, you know, terminated his contract and it seems okay. I just think there should be maybe a bit more. I mean, yeah, like you can't say what he said. He's like, he's like, oh, did he say don't sign him? He's a scumbag. Like, what did he say? Like, you can't. He could have said anything. He <laughs> yeah. could have talked to him, and he could have said anything. If you yeah. don't have to give details, right? I'm like, this is when it comes to mental health and and programs. Like, yeah. I'm the last guy that would know anything about that. He he never mentioned what he's battling, which is again his privacy. It's his prerogative yeah, for sure, and I believe that is. But if it's something that was very substantial, is it? possible that eight weeks could definitely impact him i think what edmonton oiler fans would want to know best is that you you lost your job in chicago because of your behavior and it was bad enough behavior that the chicago blackhawks terminated your contract and kicked it to the curb and we don't know if he's going to grieve that so yet is not. is eight weeks enough to reassure you and ken holland that this behavior will not continue in edmonton well it's never enough to reassure you know like it, it's a like i said it's the most perilous time is when you're fresh out of it um you know we talked a little bit before the show and i wanted to give the example of like you know when i was out and as an alcoholic, and you talk to people who um, refer to alcoholics as tornadoes. They're a tornado in people's lives. They just, you know, make a mess and wreck things, whatever. And in the, you know, big book, they talk about, like, a farmer and his wife go in the storm cellar, and, you know, tornado blows over. And then, you know, they open the storm cellar after, and the, the farmer looks at his wife and says, wasn't this great? The, the wind stopped blowing. You know, and it's like, but there's still, the house is blown over and whatever. So when you get better and the wind stops blowing, there's still a lot of problems to fix. And it's really hard to believe that whatever needed fixing before is, you know, he's got a lot of work presumably with relationships and in Chicago and whatever. I just, I think it's great that he's trying to get better. I think it's fine that he's allowed to play. I just think from a public perspective, it's very strange that we're all just going to go, whatever he did is fine. Good on the fourth line. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I the last few days I, I have made calls to different clubs 
I believe that there was not substantial uh, interest in Corey Perry outside of what Edmonton showed right from the get-go. Like other teams other have looked teams. at him and said, no, not for yeah, us. Yeah, not for us. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And uh, I include, I think, the Toronto Maple Leafs, that uh, one of the things that uh, was brought to my attention was, again, not knowing the details. And we have Ken Holland talking we, about we, that. Yeah, we played it. Yeah. What did he say? I don't know every detail. Mm-hmm. And that's scaring, that scared the hell out of a lot of teams. Sure. Right? And if you're a hockey club right now and you thought about taking Corey Perry and you don't know all the details, the one thing that stands out is if I don't know all the details about this one incident, is there a potential that there are other Mm -hmm. incidences that may come out a little later? Right. And they did not want to take that chance. Is and, that, is yeah. this, is this, was, was that situation an isolated incident or is there a chance that something else can surface down the road? That's the main reason why a lot of teams did not want to go down that path. There was no bidding war for him. There was no uh, mm. uh, sweepstakes for, for Corey Perry. This is the Edmonton Oilers taking a chance, no different than they took a chance on Evander Kane. Yeah. And no one has said that he's not a useful hockey player by any means. That's I don't think yeah. a, a, you know, anyone's point here. There's yeah. no doubt that he is. It's that, is it worth what the statement your organization makes if there are further complications yeah. to this? So, you know, I hope sincerely that Corey Perry needed help and got help and that he's able to start building trust back with his family yeah. and relationships and all that, and he's able to find yeah. his career again and everyone's able to be hunky-dory with it i just think it's it's a little hard for me because i i'm loving what the oilers are doing they've won 13 straight games good mojo they're humming it's really hard for me to now watch that and be like whatever it doesn't even matter as long as you win and and we watched the press conference and he was not he did not reveal details uh there's a mystery of exactly what happened but there was a sense that the, the media at least there didn't push him that hard and they don't really care they don't really at the end of it care so do you think that would have been the same here in toronto if it had to happen i don't uh, again um listen there's there's the majority of the media they just want to cover hockey they're not yeah. they're, they're, sure. they're not the ones that dig yeah. they're not westhead mm-hmm. they're not katie mm-hmm. yeah katie strang yeah. yeah but they're still out there yeah. and i can rest assure you that if there's more or any They'll find it. They'll dig it. They won't stop. Yeah. And that's the worry for some of the hockey clubs, uh, that there's a Katie out there that won't let it go. Mm -hmm. And if there's anything out there, she'll find it. Yeah. I don't really want to deal with that right now. So that's why there's that. Do we want him or not want him? Yep. Conversation. Well, maybe we can ask our next guest what he thinks. Let's or, welcome or not, in. If you're ready to turn the page, Kip, you yeah. drive no, the bus. You no, 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 no. Mike Rupp, NHL Network analyst, former NHLer, Stanley Cup champion. No better guy to ask uh, uh, thoughts on on Corey Perry because we know the Corey Perry as a player, uh, but perhaps uh, why some teams were interested, some teams weren't. Uh, we'd love to get your thoughts on on this uh, 
Rupper, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, first off, I'll give you my thoughts on, I don't know why hotel rooms don't have proper lighting. <laughs> it's all the lounge mood have, lighting now. I have every light on in this entire room, and I can barely read a book if I wanted to. But anyways, <laughs> uh, if you guys can deal with it, uh, you, you know, I'm, I'm here. I was listening, listening to what you guys are saying there. Um, I guess for, for me, like the, the bigger picture, and we, we've seen this with different situations, different stories, whether it's, you know, the Perry situation. I mean, you can go back to remember the Nichuskin situation in the playoffs. There's, there's always these stories and I get the privacy and you want to keep those things, you know, in house, but that's where things get legs. Right. And that's where everybody and we all like to, to never have a statement at all on a lot of these situations, I, I think is, you know, it hurts. It hurts even from just a hockey standpoint, even the Carter Gauthier situation to never come out with something like it's where these stories kind of get these legs. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that I, I would be shocked if the Edmonton Oilers and any teams inquiring on Corey Perry did not demand more information. If they did not, that's brutal. But I would assume they did. Right. Like, and you got to try to figure out what you could figure out. Maybe that everybody doesn't know, but um yeah, it's a. As far as a hockey standpoint, it's a great move, but there's a lot more to it, obviously, uh, than, than just the, the hockey. Like Kipper said, you don't want this thing kind of being a, a black cloud over your team and sneaking up at the wrong time. Rupert, let me ask you about uh, players around the league, and I mean, you're you're close to a lot of them, and they just watched a player get terminated with cause, but nobody knows why. And now, as we move forward, do I have to now revisit my behavior? Do, do, where, where's the line for 750 players to say, okay, can my contract get, be terminated? And I, I've learned nothing from the situation with Corey Perry. There's, is there a precedent set or is there no precedent set here? Is that a concern to the players? They don't know why a guy just lost his job? Yeah, that's a fair point. And uh, chances are, I think from just like you guys know from being inside that locker room, I don't think that that's something you're going to be, you know, bringing up on day one and want to know more information from the new guy, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, uh, you know, I, I think that's where these, where agents come into play too. Like this is, this is something that agents have to, kind of dig on this situation too. You've got to know what this situation, what happened and why this measure happened, right? And um, to, to, I don't want to say learn from it because uh, I don't know, again, that's me alluding to what the situation is. We never were given anything on it, right? But um, yeah, it's, I think that it sits, you said there's a player be like, hold on, our, our contracts can be terminated that easily. And then, but I also think the other side of it is if your contract's being terminated, then you can just pick up and jump on the Stanley Cup contender right away, too. I, I, I don't know if the message is being sent across uh, on any level. So, yeah, I think it's just being in the know and understanding and, and, and trying to figure out what the heck happened here. And it's not to just be nosy on the situation. It's, you know, you, you, you have a standard that you want players in this league to, to operate under. And if they're doing that, um, and that's the end goal. But uh, like, what, we don't know what we're talking about here. There's so much. There's so much in the gray area. 
Rapper, I'll ask you just like a general question about, you know, the NHL locker room. You're a guy who had just a ton of respect throughout your career as someone who was a good teammate and a good leader. You know, I just remember hearing the line that, you know, you can have you can have one bad guy in a room, but you don't want to. You know, they, they find each other or whatever. And I'm not even talking about Perry anymore, but just, you know, in your experience, is there sort of a threshold of guys that can tip the balance of positive to negative? Or is there, you know, some way that a leader has to manage individual players outside issues yeah that's a good question because I, I know a lot of times from being in the room there they, for the most part man like when you're talking about my nhl career i mean there's i, I didn't really come across many guys where you're like wow that guy's that guy's a bad guy teammate sucks. like i didn't really have that <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all mostly yeah a lot of them are mostly like okay i would i'd hang out with that guy i'd have i'd have a beer with that guy this guy yeah but not so much but usually the yeah, not so much guys are the guys that are going to be blocking shots with their teeth, right? Like they're <laughs> someone that they earn your respect in a different way. Sure. And, uh, you know, they go out there and do those types of things. Um, I, I think that, um, you know, over the course of an NHL season, it, there's all different days where you get sick of seeing each other's face. I remember in the playoffs, you know, you're in the hotel, at least in New Jersey, we're in the hotel and home games too. And long runs, like you're literally seeing these guys in the same, it's Groundhog Day, same situations every day, same people. You want to kill each other at times. And uh, so, you know, it's it's something where I think that it's really important to have some of those checks and balances in the room. I, I think it's really important to have a, a leader, a captain, that's not just your best skilled player. Like captains, true captains have tough jobs to do. Jamie Langenbrunner is our captain in new jersey for a stretch he wasn't our most skilled guy but you know what when we'd sit there around dinner and go on the road and we'd be uh complaining about certain things you know jamie would have to weigh that you know when it was the right time but he'd go to management and be like hey we can't do this anymore and he'd have those hard conversations and not he would always get we wouldn't always get our way but you, you had guys maybe in those situations too that would go tell a guy hey you gotta chill out a little bit like it's it's wearing thin um i, I think that's important i think what we've kind of gotten um, this has been a long time probably coming and, uh, Kipper, if you can, anybody comes to mind, maybe in your career too, where I, I think it used to be what you thought captain captain was the leader and now it's evolved into your most talented player. And that's become a ploy and keeping them on roster, right. And extending them. Well, you'll be our captain. You'll be our assistant captain. <laughs> You're stuck it's here. kind of lost. It's kind of lost a little bit of thunder. And then you sit there. I've heard this a million times. Well, we've got, Hey, we've got many leaders in the room. We've got 15 leaders in the room, 20 leaders in the room. Okay. But there's only certain letters. And when you have that letter, you have some cachet in that room. So I think it's really important to have the right guys doing the right things, saying the right things, being accountable, just not on the ice, but off the ice as well. Well, Kevin Lowell, the year we won the Stanley cup, uh, he was at the latter part of his career and by no means considered one of the better shutdown defensemen or anything like that. Often I'd see him whispering in a Mark Messier's ear and I'm like, that guy could easily be our captain yeah, just yeah. as well. Coming through him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rupert, in terms of uh, having a voice now, Corey Perry's voice, uh, MVP, Stanley Cup champion, will carry a lot of that weight, but how, how quickly will it take him to kind of get going here he's been off for two months yeah i mean it's i think it takes time to go to a new team and just find your way in that room socially i think that's the first thing too right like you're it's not just on the ice trying to get up to speed especially when you haven't played in nhl games that to me will come along even quicker i mean it doesn't take i don't believe that long obviously 
assuming that everything was kept on, uh, you, you kept yourself in shape and you're doing the things that this getting up to the speed, uh, different for every player. For me, it'd probably take, I mean, it would try, probably take a couple of weeks for me to be honest with you, but uh, you know, that, that part's there. But I think it's more that when you get a guy that has a Stanley cup, has the experiences that a guy like Corey Perry has had, you expect some of that to come out, whether it's saying those things in the room or uh, that stuff doesn't doesn't just happen. I think there's this misconception sometimes that when you add a guy, that immediately it's like, oh, he's he's one of the voices in the room. Eh, eh. If you come across too hot too early, I think that you lose the room too, right? Like you can't come in the room, and especially on a team like this. And I'm not saying that's going to happen. This team's been on a tear. You think they wouldn't? They, you know, like someone coming in and saying something. It, it takes some time socially to fall in and find the way you you fit in with that room and you got to, you know, show respect to the veterans that have been the leaders there already. So, um, you know, it'll take them some time here, but the, the good thing about it is this isn't a team who's really struggling and needs a spark right now. And that's why they made this move. I mean, geez, if the roster's working and clicking pretty good right now. You can take your time with this and uh, it happened at a good time in the season. You know, speaking of new voices, Rep, I just want to get your thoughts on one of the teams not too far from you there in New York, Patrick Waugh gets hired to coach the New York Islanders. Talk about a different direction for them. Um, what are your thoughts on the hire? Yeah, it's great. And um, Lou kind of came out and said it, right? He when, when he's the only guy that I wanted, and that's why he's here. So when Lou Lamarillo wants something, uh, he generally does anything he can to get it, and he's he's got conviction in his decisions. Uh, you know, Patrick, it, it's nothing new that I'm going to say here, that he's going to be a, a, a guy that, infuses and you heard that even after last night's game he infuses energy um any new coach would have a little bit of a different vibe but patty's gonna give them something else they 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 were a very flat team prior and they, they need a spark basically is what it is uh, my only concern is, is that when you start pulling back some of the numbers on their season fellas they've been awful like oh, yeah. really 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 bad like that's not a team that I don't, I don't, will there be a bump? This, yeah, there should be a bump, but I don't, I don't think they still make the playoffs like that. They are pretty much 29th through 32nd in every defensive category there's possibly is. And, you know, they're the, their team that um, they're defending a lot as far as they're giving up their blue line. Like I, I'm concerned with their decor. I don't think their decor is what they thought it would be with some of the personnel they have. It should be a strength of what we thought was a strength. Um, man, they're, they're a real mess of where things are because they were a team, didn't have a good power play. Well, that's good. Okay, it's good now. You can check that off. But everything you had as far as your foundation is out the window. Like, they are a team that just, I don't see how you turn this around. Even if they went from a um, 29th, 30th defensive team in the league, if they move that up to 15th, that's huge, huge. Like, that would be huge steps taken in the right direction they're still not a playoff team for me they're not going to win or, or threaten anybody in the playoffs yeah i i agree with your rapper just in terms of I, I don't see this as a signing to get them in the playoffs and i hope islander fans uh, feel the same way oh they Th for sure do this is no this is about a true winner going into the room and then looking around and saying and deciding who he can win with and who he can't and this is about straightening out a room here this is about a owner who just bought a very expensive facility saying to his GM, we need to be in the playoffs as soon as possible, Lou. And if, and if he gets him in, it's a bonus. Yeah, fair enough.
Yeah, and that's part of it, too, with this team. is, And I hate saying that. I mean, I'm more or less saying they've been garbage all year, and I don't really see that change that much. Individually, I love a lot of these guys, right? Like, I would, if I was sitting there, I'd handpick, I want this guy, that guy, this guy, that guy. I mean, collectively, as a, as a bunch of individuals, I look at them, and I, I think this is a winnable group. And I think that's where this team has been at for a number of years, why they've run back this core. They believe they have a special group there. But along the way, like, you got to play together as a team, and, and they're not doing that. I don't know what they are, who they are. Um, you know, I sit here and I wonder when, if we fast forward a number of years, is having Ilya Sorokin in net actually hurt them? Mm. Like, the, is it is it hurt that franchise, set them back? Because it's allowed them to believe, whether it's him or Varlamov, it's allowed them to believe that they're into things more than they are. Hey, the, the other thing too, the Islander fans, a lot of Islander fans I talked to are like, well, Ilya uh, Sorokin's numbers are down a little bit. Yeah, they're down a little bit because he's seeing an absurd amount of great ace. Like they're he, where his numbers are from what he is seeing as far as league average, he his numbers should be way worse. Yeah. He, he has been their lifesaver all season long. And I wonder if they are unable to turn the corner, whether it's this year or Kipper next year. Like if we'll look back at this and be like, man, you had one of the best goalies in the league and it made you think you were something you're not. Well, we'll see where it leads in the next week or two with uh, Patrick Waugh. Hey, uh, Rapper, really appreciate your time, man. Thanks for doing this. Hey, thanks, guys. Anytime. Thanks, uh, Rapper. Appreciate Rupp, it. NHL Network, Stanley Cup champion. Good stuff there. Because the ISD is so bad, Sorokin yeah. uh, leads the league in ex- uh, goal saved above expected yeah. on SportLogic. Yeah. Uh, some really good stuff there. Just to go back on on um, my final thoughts on, on Corey Perry. Mm. Um, and listen, I'm pro uh rehabilitation i'm pro second chances but to your point earlier the one thing that i don't particularly like is just the uh the secretiveness about making decisions without coming with a little bit more information because the less information the less we as a hockey community can hold people accountable for decisions that can help people move on in their lives or, or, mm-hmm. or, or ruin legacies in their career. Sure. And I, I look at two people out of the Chicago Blackhawks that were kicked to the curb, Corey Perry and Joel Quenville. One got to resume his career to step into the Hall of Fame when he's done, and one didn't and is out of the Hockey Hall of Fame. And I don't know why. Mm-hmm. We don't know why. We don't know what the difference was, why, why Corey got to rehabilitate, where's Joel. We have no explanation why Joel definitively is out, and we don't have... A, a very clear picture of why Corey's back in mm-hmm. and we'll never know. I guess, I guess that's the way it's going to be. I'm just shocked that they wouldn't put out some sort of statement. Like, you know, here's sort of a rough look at the, uh, at an incident and what we're healing from and you know, what, a, what steps have been I think, taken. And- I think the, like the greater picture with Quenville camp is that like, there's a, they know what the scenario was. And I think, you know, you can, debate what the involvement is with Quenville in that, but we know what this 
incident was mm-hmm. and the horrible stuff that happened in Chicago. But we don't know where Joel we truly don't. fit into no, the equation. Of That's what I just said. Yeah. But with Corey Perry, there's legitimately zero, no one has any idea, and he's already yeah. back. And if it was no big deal, great. Yes. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Mm, then it won't be yeah. a big deal. Well, that's the thing. Like, to me, that's the big red flag where it's like, well, if it wasn't that big a deal, then you probably would have told us what it was. Right. Right? Like, if it was, like, something that for your contract to get voided for $4 million, it had to be something. Right. Anyways. And so, you know, I, I get the desire in having a, a Hall of Fame player and a playoff-style yeah. guy and all okay. that. Okay. Yeah. All right. You showed a clip last night on our uh, Leaf Edition uh uh, Leafs versus Seattle uh, of Patrick Waugh. Pretty intense guy yeah. in his first practice. Do you want to do uh, game time? Yeah. And we'll, we'll, do, just, and then we'll, we'll do it after the break. The break uh, Waugh. Hey, get back to Patty. Hey, yeah. hey, you take one day off, you come back, you're the boss all no, over hey, again. Hey. I, just, I just thought, you know, save it for our news and notes. That's right. so we have more time to stretch our legs with Patrick Waugh. Okay? Let's do it. All right. It's game time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Two that I'm looking at for tonight, fellas. Excellent matchup. Uh, Boston Bruins, Winnipeg Jets. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, great game. In Boston, uh, Winnipeg is a underdog, plus 115. To me, that's a nice number for the Winnipeg Jets, who are clearly playing really well. Heading on Eastern. Oh. Can I get the under on that with those two goalies? The over under five and a half. Uh, under is minus one twenty. Because it's five so, and a half. Yeah, yeah really. So low line. it's a really low nut line. They know that uh, those two goalies are very good, and there's probably they found be a out. Sco- they're there's both good se- defensively. There's six or seven goals in this game. Think so? Five five and a half is a pretty low line. That's that is and four two final empty net. God, you talk me into it. And <laughs> yeah, the, the Bruins are getting hot again. They've won four in a row. So, I mean, that's a pretty good number to get the Winnipeg Jets at. Who are, are they still the best team in the league or one of the best teams in the league? And the other one I was looking at, watch the Penguins in person on Saturday night. Didn't love what I saw. No. Specifically from Evgeny Malkin. Boy, it's going the other way for him. Yeah. Um, just they just disconnected in the third period. Didn't look great. They are a huge favorite against the Arizona Coyotes. Don't love that. Plus 130 for the Arizona Coyotes tonight. Give me the, the mullet boys from Mullet Arena, Arizona to win. Love Plus it. 130. The one I want to ask you about, if mm-hmm. you still have that up, is just what is are the, the Canucks odds of beating Chicago today? They are minus 450. <laughs> That's great. They're minus 450. So, uh, yeah. Don't bet that. Don't bet that. Yeah. Uh, minus a goal and a half. They're minus 164, 165 still. So Wild. not a lot of value on betting on the Canucks tonight to beat the Blackhawks. Uh, no, sir. That was game time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about uh, tough coaches, hard-nosed coaches in the year 2024. Does it work anymore? If it does, for how long? Mm-hmm. Also, speaking of those Bruins, Sammy, Patrice Bergeron, man, those rumors will not go away. <laughs> Did you see the quote from today? We will get to it <laughs> yeah. after the break. More real kipper and board. Diving deep into Leafs, Raptors, Jays, and NFL. The JD Bunkins Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) 
Welcome back into the real Kipper and Bourne show. The Kipperios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, Mr. Vegas. Thank you. Do you think uh, you think Patrick Watt can go in there with the same kind of Rick Tockett kind of feel where it's, I got enough old school in me that I can push you, but I understand you guys more than ever because I spent the last six years with junior kids. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, a lot of has been made, I think, of coaches tend to do well on their second stop. Uh, Patrick Waugh has talked about being humbled by the NHL phone not ringing post-Colorado. So he's got this, like, fresh mindset. Says he wants nothing to do with, like, player personnel. He knows that's going to be lose role. He's mm. saying all the right things. And, you know, the one thing I, I would just disagree with Rupper on a little bit is, you know, he, he talked about how the Islanders are garbage uh, defensively. And, you know, he goes, if they can improve to 15th, you know, you know, okay, still not a contender. Currently two points out of a playoff spot. If you go from 32nd to 15th or 20th even in defense, in defense you're going to win a lot more hockey games. Mm-hmm. So I still think this is a very salvageable season. And frankly, I think they've got enough kind of veteran guys with Anders Lee and Brock Nelson and Pelich and Pullock and, you know, whatever, that they could make noise in the playoffs. So uh, maybe it's an Islanders fan comment, but I, I, yeah. don't, I don't hate this. Season's not cooked. Yeah, well, you guys know how I feel about Patrick Waugh. Uh, and I got to give Lou Lamarillo a ton of credit here because he he saw something, then he went for it. And mm-hmm. it's not easy today for some presidents or general managers to go get a voice that strong. Love it. Some of them are intimidated by a strong voice because some of them don't want to hear <laughs> some things that maybe come back at them. Sure, yeah. Well, and we'll tell Lou, him. Think about Lou's. Think about Lou's reputation uh, as a general manager. His history, one of the best in the game, and he goes and hires such a strong voice like Patrick Waugh. Mm-hmm. Like that says a lot about Lou. Does he recognized a need? And you know, I certainly think that this this was the perfect team. I wrote about coaches last week, the day before they fired Lambert, and said that the Islanders needed a change. They just needed some sort of different voice. So to your point, you had a strong guy like Waugh and a pretty coveted character. I think this year, you know, St. Louis had been talked about being rumored uh, is interested in Columbus him. too. I think so. Yeah, and it's like brand new building, pretty close to the yeah. city here. Now, you know, it's a it's a great place and a team that's got some talent. Should be an easy sell. Yeah, and if he disagrees with Lou, he's going to tell him, and, and vice versa. I, I like right now. I'd say, when it comes to the ownership group now in the island, like, Patrick's voice is now bigger than Lou's. Think Cause, so? Yes, because yeah. he's, and it'll continue to grow. And I, I don't think Lou's made some good decisions in the last little while, and there's reasons to question whether or not Lou still has it as a as a general manager or a president and he's he's 81 he could run for a real president <laughs> in the US and if if Patrick doesn't agree with him man he's 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 going to let him know yeah and again some 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 presidents don't want that they don't want that strong voice to go up and challenge them they want yes men around them 
Yeah. You know, Lou's thing has always been he's never bought into this whole youth movement, speed and skill thing that he believes in veteran players. And so the concern with the Islanders is if they're not good right now, you know, who is the one on the way? You know, like what are the fixes coming? So I understand that they wanted to make a hard change and push these guys to immediately be better. Yeah. Because it could it could get worse. Uh my question is, talk about him being humbled and a new version. How many losses does it take to get the other version? Yeah, good question. Like, but, like you are who you are. You can't, come on. It's Patrick Waugh, boys. They they are, no, no, who we it, thought they were. Like, he's definitely going to yeah. be, he'll be Mr. Like, quiet the entire time. Like, how over under a week and a half for first public yeah. blow up at a player? They must have given him, what, four <laughs> years? Remember that story where he ripped the doors off the hinge? Yes. Yeah. Is it? Do I you mean, think I, it's four I can't years? guarantee it. Doors are safe. <laughs> yeah. Do you, what do you think they gave him for length of a contract? Because he is a coveted guy, I think, right? Yeah. And he just won the memo well, up. And... I got the sense that he was looking more for the opportunity than he was looking for financial yeah. security to come back in. Yeah. That he just wanted an opportunity to come in and do what he loves. And that's my number one priority. Money wasn't. So I don't believe that he he rang the bell on this contract, and I don't believe that it's five years, and I don't believe he's one of the highest-paid coaches in the league. Yeah. I just think really? he's... Yes. No. Huh. It was not... It, it, my understanding was that it, it was about the opportunity, not about... Uh, Cashing in. Do we have a, a we walk? Do, we do have a walk. Let's Would you listen like to hear it? Uh, Patrick. Yep. I, mean, I could not ask for any better situation at this period of my life. I mean, um, you know, yeah, it'd be easy to stay home and play golf, but I mean, and enjoy life. But, but this is this is what makes me feel I'm alive, and and I really enjoy it. Okay. This is okay. what makes me feel oh, alive. For the record. I want to stay home and golf. <laughs> yeah, me too. I will That's what makes have me feel no alive. problem feeling alive. But I will say, hearing him say that. Doesn't he live in Quebec? Yes. I mean, it's just, it's January. <laughs> Where are you playing you're golf? Not, you, yeah, you're not golfing anywhere. I think he's, I think he's got a place down yeah, south. Yeah, yeah but, he's probably got a... Yeah, but you can golf in there in this... You can coach the Ramparts from Florida when you're working from home. But he also, you know, like Marty St. Louis said, like, oh, with my dying breath or whatever he said, like, if I could choose whatever on my last night, like, I want to be in the Bell Center yeah. on Saturday night. That's why, too. These guys are competitors, and they want to be at the highest level in the biggest buildings playing the biggest games. And that's – I want that coaching my team. Correct. And if he signed a three-year deal, he's two years away from maybe – becoming the highest paid coach you, you don't yeah, like they it. have success you know, yeah. they have success and he's turned this program around and they're a top five team and you're patrick Roy, you go make five million in a heartbeat and, six million uh, on your next deal and listen like some of the, the contracts they do have that are longer like noah dobson's making four million he'll be on norris ballots this year with all the points he's getting uh pay uh Pelich makes 5.7 for another yeah. hundred years like Barzell and Horvat and some, some very good players yeah. on cheap deals. Um, I'm just looking at the uh, New York Islanders' upcoming schedule. Tomorrow, uh, my Golden Knights are visiting them at oh, 7.30. Yeah. And then on Thursday, a trip to the Bell Center. Oh, yeah. 
Second game or third game with third the Islanders? Third game with the Islanders. I'm sure no one will be there for that one. And they play here in a couple weeks in Toronto. Yeah. So that's going to be fun, too. Or they, they play yeah. each other. I don't know where the game the, is. The one thing's clear, just when it comes to that intensity, that like at no time can these Islanders now come to practice, go to a team meeting, without just feeling like you're a little bit on eggshells. Day one, right? He's on the ice. Right? He's banging the ice. He's like, going, you know, we got to be better over it, here. It won't matter. Tune Win in. three, lose three, it won't matter. Anytime you're around him, they will be nervous. That's why you care about competitiveness. And it's, I lived it with Keenan. Yeah. And it can't it hurt. It sucks. It's, 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 it's uncomfortable. Yes. It doesn't necessarily suck. It's just really uncomfortable. Yeah. Let me ask you this. You know who's probably rooting for this to not work? Sheldon Keefe. Correct. Who's that? Sorry. Sheldon Keefe. Because, I mean, the, the Islanders and Leafs are in similar situations. Like, the Leafs are on the precipice of being outside of the playoffs looking in. An underachieving team with a coach that hadn't really, like, that, you know, been there for a few years and wasn't working. Like, a lot of parallels here. And, you know, bringing in a guy like, oh, I don't know, that's out there that we've mentioned a few times, like a Craig Berube. Big personality, different type of guy. A lot of parallels here. So, yeah. like, if they start getting hot, and they could pass the Leafs. Yeah. Listen. The Isles are chasing. When, when we think about coaching over the last 10 or 15 years, there was, like, there was this feeling like everybody's getting regurgitated, right? They're recycling all these names. And then there was a push for, like, new, fresh, young faces. Yeah. It was, it was big there for a while. And are, are we starting to swing the pendulum back a little bit to like the the talkets and the mm-hmm. Patrick Waz of the world where hey yeah. it's okay come in and rattle the cage a little bit I'm okay with that yeah I, I do think that there is sort of a, a pendulum effect you know it's interesting the Leafs like they won two of their last three games here on the road you know and it's still just like yeah uh, you know the heat never really gets dialed down well I'm not ready to say it's not warm yeah like they're they are underachieving you know, like, I know the roster isn't as good as it's been in years past or whatever, but I think there's something to be said about that. Anyways. Patrice Bergeron, sure. what is up? Or did, he, did somebody call him out as, uh, are you coming back to play? So, I don't know where the original ones came from, but he's been seen skating. So, Josh... Buddy, Clip, I, Josh I've, I've heard it too. Joshua Clipperton, wow. yeah. who does a good job for, the, uh, for AP, um, said he spoke to Patrice Bergeron about the chatter of the comeback because he was spotted skating in the, in, the, in the Boston area. He said, it's just a weekly gathering of friends and ex-NHLers. Come to our skate. The rumors would go away pretty quickly. <laughs> I find that hard to believe. It's a slow pace is what he says. I, can't, I, I really find that hard to believe that the guy that. could still win a Selkie. And, uh, and now last it's year. A, That's what I and, love and, about and hockey now, guys. Now, we suck. I suck. Yeah, yeah. Imagine how good he is at that skate. Yeah. I don't know why good stick, good stick, more good stick. players yeah. don't push their services like i'm not i'm not playing 82 but i'll i'll come back in december yeah why don't yeah december after christmas and later uh, i made a lot of money i'm 35 yeah. years old I'll, I'll yeah i'd like to play the back half of this year see you guys in a bit <laughs> you know, just so, be straight up with it i'd love that um you're looking at me funny do you believe him uh first off does he live in boston permanently yeah yes well, i can't been... believe for one second as competitive as he is, he's not thinking about it. I think it's funny that he's playing hockey. I don't at all. think he will, but it doesn't mean that he can't fantasize about it. Yeah, the fact that he's 
playing you know, hockey. You know, like if you wanted to stay in shape, you know, your career's over or whatever. It's you've been playing hockey your whole life in cold rinks in January. <laughs> like, you know, go for a run, you know, <laughs> go down on vacation and yeah, have, a, have a cycle in the Dominican. Do something different. And I think probably because we all kind of talked about how this is going to be a down year for the Bruins. And he probably heard some of that. And now you look at them. Are they at the top of the NHL standings, right near the top of the NHL standings? Hopping on this moving wagon probably wouldn't be the worst thing for him. Just become their third-line center, and he can just, right? He can just yep. take a couple draws, kill some penalties, protect some leads. Mm-hmm. You know what? He, he reminded me something because you're wearing your Vegas Golden yes. Knights hat. Yeah. Um, you know, have we worn a hat yet, me and you? This year? No, and I, th- I think about it at least once a week. You do? Because I'm worried about how the shadows are going to play. I, 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 I've got two hats in my bag. Can I give you one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, what, hold on for a second. Oh, Jesus. I haven't. Because some days, you know, you're just tired. It's like, I'm not looking to have a shower today, but you have to. <laughs> what kind of hat are these? I hope it's a fedora. What's the, I think you should leave fedora? Oh, my God. Look at this. <laughs> Look at the side of the hat. What's it say? <laughs> Real Kipper and Born on the front and Sammy too on the side. Oh, I made I made one more for Disco Dan. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. This feels like championship hat day. Like wow, we just that is won. a really good looking hat. It's and, a really yeah. good looking uh, hat. Good job, guys. <laughs> and Sammy Our thanks too on to the side. Chris yeah. Tamis. I love it. With uh, a head apparel. And, and Sammy, too, is incredible. Yeah, I, wear, I only wear a hat, like, maybe once a week. Just when I'm not feeling like having a hair day. Can I get the shot again? Can I just test if this if I can wear a hat? No, I can't wear a hat. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Do you, Sammy, yeah. do you want one? I would love one. You got one? <laughs> yeah, what color you want? I like gray. Oh, everybody gets... Look at this hair. Oh, yeah. Not bad. All right, there you go. It's the Vegas off. What do you think of the uh, team buckets? What do you think of the and Sammy too on I it? I really appreciate that. I guess I'll have to put it on back. Oh yeah, love it. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Kippy. Now we all look like we're, we just won the championship because we got the, we the tags on still. Yeah, yeah. So there are a Leave few others. Place. We want to remind everybody we're going to go on the road for the first time ever. We're yeah. so excited. We're going to be at the Metro Convention Center, mm-hmm. and if you come and visit us, maybe we'll raffle a couple off. How's oh, that yeah. sound? Great. Love that. Throw them to our millions of fans like a, a t-shirt cannon. <laughs> okay, so Sammy, what did you bring us back from Vegas? Uh, I, you saw the bag I took, Kip. I didn't have room yeah, for my... Yeah, he brought I, a sweatshirt down there. Yeah, I didn't have anything to bring back. I didn't have any room. Sorry, boys. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on. Nice. Give me a break. <laughs> what, you want a keychain? <laughs> we, uh, we did talk about going to Vegas as a show once upon a time, and there oh, will be yeah. more road trips uh, yeah. for the Real Kipper and Born show. I, yeah, you know, it was a really great trip, but I, like I said, I won't be back down there anytime soon. No. No. One, I, once? Yeah. I don't know what seen else it, I could see. Seen it, done it, yeah, bought the like, t-shirt. Yeah, I didn't even buy a t-shirt. Just this hat. Oh, you got Just this hat. Yep. All right, so six games on tap. Which one? Uh, uh, Vegas and, or no, uh, Winnipeg and yeah. Boston. That's that's the marquee one tonight. Winnipeg, mm-hmm. Boston, 7 o'clock. Uh, Kyle Connor has been added to the All-Star game, I believe. In, Are uh, we hearing some guys now a little bit? You think we're going to hear a few names drop? Well, there's always a few with bumps and bruises. Well, this bruises was Bedard, and, and then there was someone else who was unfortunately out of it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I imagine you'll have some guys starting now, to do the old. Now, Chicago's in Vancouver. You think uh, Bedard made the trip so he can give the car keys to his sister so she quits bugging <laughs> him on the commercial? That's, that's too bad for him. He can't play in this one. Really too it bad. Is. 
Sucks. But Kip, you think he's on the trip? Like, even though he's not playing, like, just go with the team back to your hometown? Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. I know I would be. I know uh, when I broke my jaw, I returned home, and it was Thanksgiving, and my oh mom was... Oh, my God. I know. My <laughs> mom's got beef tenderloin with peppercorn gravy oh. on the table, and I'm eating blended. Yeah. Blended whatever we had, so That's a tough we balance, tried to buddy. blend cheesecake. And listen, I know it, that. It, 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 he grew up a Vancouver Canuck fan. Yeah. It's killing him right now. He cannot play tonight yeah. in his home. I'm sure it's killing the league, though, that yeah. he can't be a part of the All-Star weekend. I mean, that's a, we got, we that's just a huge got, name. We just got a text. Uh, not one word about the Sens. Would you like a word about the Sens? Uh, Shane Pinto returned. He uh, played his first game, played a little over 14 and a half minutes. Yeah. Um, look, the, the, yeah. the Sens got a win with him in there. Uh, they've won one this, in a row. Congratulations. The season is. Did you see that first punt? goal? Yes. That was crazy. Yeah. Everybody's looking around and they've won. <laughs> I've got a clue where the puck is. Yeah. Strange goal. So they've won uh, one in a row. Congratulations. And, and talks will grow on Chikrin being out there. Oh, yeah. As, you think so? As a trade. Yeah. Teams are asking, and I don't think the Sens are shy now to listen to offers for Jacob yeah. Chikrin. Curious to see if Pinto extends. At some point, like now that they got him under contract and back playing, wonder if he gets something done. What a brutal year for them. Yeah. Brutal. I mean, everything's well, gone wrong after a great start. The only thing left to now is for Jacques Martin to make decisions on who's who needs to go and who needs to stay, right? Yeah. For, yeah. for his ownership group. Figure it out. Thanks All for, right. Thanks for the lid, bud. All yeah, right. Thanks. My yeah. pleasure, guys. Mike Rupp, thank you very much for joining us at the top of the hour. Like we said, six games on tap. Pick your game as we will. And we're right back here tomorrow to do it all over again on the Real Kipper and Born Show. If you get a chance, please give us a rating and review. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us how silly JB looks in a ball cap. <laughs> Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. Have a great night, everybody.